0: I'm your BFF, Heather, and I'm also lucky enough to be the host of this show. I'm a perfectly imperfect wife, mom to four, ages ranging from 10 to 24. And in this space, you will hear honest conversation and learn to pivot in life to do all that God is calling you to do. We're in this together, and we are not afraid to do scary things. Lady, thanks for meeting up with me today. I'm so excited to serve you in episode number 46. We're going to have a quick and easy recipe. We're going to talk about a very special friendship and catch up with Townsend, a singer, songwriter, mental health advocate, and podcaster. She podcasts over at You're Not Alone, and you would never know from her great big smile that she has personally battled times of depression. She writes and sings about her losses, and I think that you are going to love her. I cannot think of a more relevant topic for this time of year. Have I ever told you about my good friend, Miss Jessie Lee Hayes? I'm dedicating this episode to her. I think of her every year during the season. I met my friend about 18 years ago. She was in her 80s and was a member of the small church that we went to. Miss Jessie Lee, she was all alone, and I mean truly, truly all alone in the world. I never saw her with a friend or family member. Her husband had passed away many years before, followed by her only child, a son who he died in his 30s. We, along with some other families, one year, it's probably about two weeks before Christmas, helped her move from her apartment to a more economical apartment. And that is when I really got to know her right after the last box was loaded into the truck. She called me back into her apartment and she told me to go over and open the coat closet. And I will never forget when I opened it, there was a Brown box, medium-sized box loaded with the most beautiful and complete nativity scene that I have ever laid eyes on. She had every piece. I'm talking about ducks, chickens, the man at the well, baby Jesus, the stable, just beautiful. And she told me that she and her family had collected it over the years, piece by piece. It was so touching the fact that she wanted me to have this collection. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about, more about that, but I want to tell you that this meeting with her, I hope that this will encourage you to form friendships with people that you feel inspired to take a chance with. I read this on the internet the other day, and I, I wish I could give credit to whoever wrote this, but I just snapped a quick shot of it. And it says so many side people, so many people trying to make ends meet, but no breakthrough yet forget who sent the last message, forget who called last, forget who smiles the most, forget who seems to be the richest or seems to have everything working for them. Reach out to people. I'm so thankful that I reached out to my friend who was a little less than five feet tall. She loved to wear these yellow heels. I don't think I ever saw her without her bright colored lipstick on and dressed in a pretty little skirt with a matching blouse. I'll tell you, I'll never forget the day that she came by unannounced and we were not home. I have so many Miss Jessie Lee stories, but this one really stands out. She drove up, opened our garage door to leave some peanut butter and cracker snacks for the girls and set off our house alarm. I can just picture her. We had these two huge white German shepherds and I can just picture her just Prancing, she was so prissy, right through those dogs, right up to the door, opening it, not thinking twice, and the alarm blaring. She called me later and seemed completely unfazed. She said that when the alarm went off, she just shut the door, got in her car, and left. And she said she knew that the sheriff's deputy would be there soon. So I guess you just don't get worried about things like that when you're in your 80s because she just was completely unfazed. If we were home, I loved this, because if she came by and we were home, she would click clack right up the steps and into our kitchen, plop herself down in a chair and ask for a glass of wine. She loved to laugh and was always so appreciative when we included her in our holiday meals. She took genuine interest in our family. She did not know us before this time and took genuine interest in us and always ask about how our daughters were doing this tickled her to death when we would do this but the girls and I would sometimes bake cookies or muffins and do what we called a drive-by after dark we would get in the car and we would pull up right in front of her door LP one and two would quietly get out of the car sneak up to her door And then they would knock as hard as they could before they would put the little goodie bag on her step and just fly off, take off running. She always knew about the plan in advance because I would let her know that we were coming. But I would wait until the girls went to bed at night to call her and pass along all their stories. You know, when you're that age, it's so exciting to do something like that after dark And to surprise someone and they would get in the car and talk about how hard their heart was beating and who slipped on a pebble and what they saw through her window. And she got the biggest kick out of the fact that they thought they had pulled off something so big. She thought that we were doing her a favor in this relationship, but we were the ones who benefited the most she had a place at our table for many years until we lost her when she right after she had her 90th birthday I still miss her and I always think of her during the season especially when I take the nativity scene out that she gave us it's very special and I feel so honored that she chose us to carry on her traditions I'm just wondering do you know someone like Miss Jessie Lee do you have Room in your heart and at your table for someone like her. I'm encouraging you to take a chance on someone else. And I hope that by sharing this with you, it will inspire you to do this. If you do, I have a very special stuffed mushroom, easy, easy recipe that you can serve to this person. It's so perfect. If you have a drop by neighbor, last minute company, you are going to love serving this five ingredient, easy stuffed mushroom recipe. So if you have a black skillet, get your black iron skillet out. This is the perfect time to use it. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now that you may want to double the ingredients. I always do. My kids love these mushrooms. Everyone that I serve these to love these mushrooms. So get your pen and paper out and you are going to need two shallots, eight ounces, cream cheese, one half cup breadcrumbs, one tablespoon of chopped fresh thyme leaves, which I do not use, but you may love thyme. Sea salt, ground black pepper, 12 button mushrooms. I like to use the Bella mushrooms, but you can use any, any kind of mushroom that you prefer preheat. They need to be whole mushrooms though. Preheat the oven to 400 in a small mixing bowl, combine the shallots, cream cheese, bread crumbs. And if you add the time, go ahead and put that in as well. Season the mixture with salt and pepper. Stir well. Remove the stems from the mushrooms and rinse the caps under cool running water and pat dry with paper towels. Divide, y'all, we're almost through. This is so easy. Divide the cream cheese mixture between the mushroom caps and place them filling side up on a rimmed baking sheet or your skillet. Don't forget about your skillet. Bake for eight to 10 minutes. You are going to love these. Everyone that you serve these to will love them as well. And I want to hear about this. Let me know what you think. Okay. You're all set for impressing your last minute company with your appetizer. I want to thank you for joining me again in this episode, and I want to wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving. I hope your holiday is so wonderful with your sweet family or your friends. Do not spend this alone. If you have plans to be alone, invite someone else. Put a frozen pizza oven, pizza in the oven if you need to. Make your stuffed mushrooms, whatever you need to do but do not spend this holiday alone I want you somewhere with someone giggling laughing and having something yummy okay let's go now and jump into my chat with Townsend Townsend I am so happy to have you with me today I cannot even begin to tell you
1: thank you so much I love your southern accent I've been called southern on every other podcast I've been on so it's nice to have another southern twang (laughs)
0: Well we definitely both have the southern twang it's a little different when you say your eyes it's really gonna show up.
1: I know <laughs> we're like what is this?
0: Yeah I love the Arkansas eye which you hear that in different you know different areas of the south but I do love the long eye.
1: Yeah well thank you I guess you'll hear it a few times today. Then. I
0: hope so I hope so so you are from Arkansas
1: Yep, born and raised in Arkansas. And I love Arkansas. Yeah, it's a great place. It's, that's a great place. Yeah, super, nat- it's called The Natural State. We've got tons of things to do. We're all about outdoors and I love it.
0: Yeah, so what, tell me about the music scene in Arkansas and how you got involved, because I wanna, we're gonna talk about this album that you have coming out that's fantastic, but tell, tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like music's always really been a part of me. Um, and just because I grew grew up around it. My family's into music. My brother was in a Christian rock band that played around quite a bit. The music scene in Arkansas is very different than places like Nashville or Austin, Texas, things like that. Um, it's there, but it's not quite as saturated as, as some of those places. And so the opportunities are there lots of places to go and play and I've gotten to be pretty well known around my area and so they keep me busy quite a bit but yeah music's always been part of me and I just love Arkansas and the roots and where I'm from but as far as big music town or city you definitely have to go probably outside of Arkansas for that but I just love it so much. We've built a community here. Uh, The musicians that are based, you know, in Northwest Arkansas and South Arkansas, we've got a good little family going on. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else.
0: I can understand that. We, we spend a good bit of time in Arkansas. So I I love Arkansas.
1: How did you get your start
0: in music?
1: Yeah. So like I said, it's kind of been part of my life as long as I can remember. It's just it's been around. My brother had instruments laying around. And so, of course, being the younger sister, you always want to pick up what you can't have. So he had a drum set that I'd always want to play on. And so I started a punk rock band in the junior high and high school age. And then I got to college and had several people interested in starting a band. And so that's when I became the front runner of the band. So I played guitar and sang. It was more of like um A rock band more than punk rock right yeah and then I got out of the music scene for a little bit due to grief I actually lost my best friend and my drummer from that band so I kind of stepped away for a little while and after some it was almost like one day I realized music was healing and it was therapeutic and so I picked it back up in 2018 and since then just been going to town with it and so you are just riding away Mm-hmm. Yes, and
0: are all of your songs on your new album originals?
1: They are, yes. So all my songs on my like if you look up Spotify, it's called a discography, and so it's all the songs that you put on your uh, playlist. They're all originals except for one, and it's actually a cover of Mister Brightside um, by The Killers, which I play it live at all my shows, and I get a ton of feedback. So I thought, why not put it out there? But other than that, they're all originals. Yes.
0: Oh, wow! Well, I'm so impressed. Thank you so much yes so stay let's talk about stay
1: yeah but what questions you got for well, me well i
0: i want to dive into this because it is a beautiful song thank you so much you have opened yourself up yeah. and so what what brought about this song the writing of this song
1: yeah so i think really for me like some music's pretty therapeutic and so I was in this relationship that I just really wanted to work out. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of wordplay in it. So it talks about leaving the front light on and the side of the bed where they used to sleep's cold. You've got the water on the side, bedside where they used to be and how their warmth just makes what was a house a home. But you're watching it fall apart in front of you. And so the needs aren't being met. So the light being left on just means I'm here but it's just not working out. And so the song just kind of comes from a place of wishing the relationship would work out and that they would stay and that everything would be happily ever after, but it just ends up not being.
0: That's a hard place to be, Townsend. It is. I feel like we've all been there though,
1: right? At least once.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. But that is a hard, hard place to be. So how did this, after this breakup and you wrote the song, does this person know
1: about this song? Oh gosh, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like if they heard it, they'd probably know it was about them, but it could relate to anybody, so I'm not sure. (laughs) They probably know now, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because if you run into them at Walmart and thankfully thankfully I have no bad things or bad words to say about any of the relationships I've been in so right. it's, it's nothing bad by any means and if anything the song is more of a compliment because it talks about how you did want it to work out and we ended on great terms it was just things weren't being met I suppose is the best way to put it we both deserved it. Right.
0: right well and it I mean I would think it would be so flattering to have a song written about you
1: it depends on the song now as, <laughs> that's true Linda Lambert wrote those songs about me I'd be terrified you know talking about setting the house on fire and or Carrie Underwood and she the one that talked about taking the bat to the truck yeah. now, I don't know if I want those songs certain about me but
0: so did you watch CMA's last night
1: I wish I could I did not watch it last did night not. I had a gig no did I miss anything good well I mean it it was fantastic
0: it was it really it was is. I mean it's always great it's yes. always great. Now, do you see yourself there one day? When you envision what your future looks like, do you do you envision yourself being on stage?
1: Oh gosh, I think that's everybody's dream. Any musician wants to see themselves with the big names in there. Um, honestly, I'm a huge person to be in the present. And so if you ask me where I'm gonna be in 10 years, my only goal is to be successful. And my term of successful is being able to pay my bills and do what I love. And so if successful means that I'm still playing music in Arkansas and I'm able to change lives and pay my bills, that looks good to me. Now, if I'm also at the CMAs and I'm performing with Carrie Underwood, that I wouldn't deny that, that would be fantastic too. <laughs> So, yeah, of course, of course everybody wants to share the stage with big names.
0: Right. So when you mention where you are in the present, I know that mental health plays a huge part. Absolutely. And your writing and your music. And so what what are your thoughts on where we are as a society right now with mental health?
1: Uh, that's a fantastic question. So I feel like my generation and below, the, the people coming up today, I feel like we have a much better grasp of what mental health is. I feel like self-awareness is coming around a little bit better. There are a lot more resources. Therapy and counseling is much less of a stigma wrapped around that. And so talking to someone or sharing your feelings or, you know, having a crying session or taking a mental health day, those are looked upon gosh I guess much easier than they used to be because I feel like my age and up like even some of my friends don't really understand mental health and how important it is and so I feel like we're getting better but we're not there yet
0: I would have to agree with you there I would have to agree with you so anxiety I've noticed it's it's a big buzzword now sure yeah do you think so too yeah absolutely yeah so why do you think that so many in in your generation are so anxious. What do you think has brought this about?
1: Oh, I feel like that's easy. So um, I've actually, I'm a speech therapist as well. And so before I dove headfirst into music, I worked with the geriatric population. So adults, and they would have anxiety. Mental health was not on the radar at all. If you had said you had a mental health or you had anything going on, it was shunned. You know, you were either hush, hush or kind of sent off to the crazy bin pretty much. But now in 2021 and the years to come, there's so many expectations. Now, don't get me wrong. The adult population worked their tails off farming and doing things like that, but they didn't have social media. A lot of women didn't work and they would have several children to help run the house or the farm well, things have changed and so we have to deal with one not only everything changing around us but now we have all these huge expectations and with so much social media and technology workplaces are expecting your productivity to be skyrocketed and then not only on top of that you have cell phones and emails that you should be able to answer 24/7 and so we're just never turning it turning it turning it off excuse me i got stuck on that word but women i feel like especially I feel like there's this huge expectation that was never there before and it's unrealistic. And so moms are comparing themselves to other moms on social media and, you know, we only share the good. And so they're, they're sharing and just comparing each other's stories to these perfect stories on social media. So you got to be the perfect mom and the perfect wife and the perfect uh, employee and then entrepreneur. And it's just the goals are higher and higher and higher and the expectations keep getting higher. So a thousand percent, I can see anxiety going crazy, especially with this worldwide pandemic added to it.
0: Well, in per- perfection, I mean, there's no such thing as perfection.
1: Absolutely. And, not. and that's
0: what I feel like a lot of people don't understand because of social media. I think that that's a huge issue. Absolutely. So how, how do you plan? This is your platform. so how do you plan to help with this in this area
1: oh gosh so my platform is called you're not alone and Mm -hmm. so the goal of it was just to make every person that tunes in and watches or listens to my podcast to make them feel a little bit less alone and so we do address all types of areas but one small area being anxiety and depression. And I think for me, my biggest goal is just to let people know you're not the only one struggling with it, that it's okay to not be okay. And my overall goal again, is just to make people feel less alone and to kind of form a community that we can turn to and kind of help build each other up from there.
0: I love that. Thank you. So how... Tell me this, Townsend, because you just, you burst with energy. You've got this gorgeous smile. Thank you. I cannot imagine looking at you, you ever being in a dark place. I have been told that many times. Yeah, I can't even imagine it. So when you you are in that place, as everyone is at times, how do you climb out of it? Besides music, I know you're using your music, but besides music, how do you climb out of that place?
1: Sure, absolutely. Okay, so I do want to. You mind if I tell a story real quick? I would yes, love um, it. I would love it. Cool. Okay, so it all kind of stemmed from in 2016. Are we back? Okay, sorry, <laughs> we back. froze for a minute. All right, so in 2016. Um, I mentioned that I had lost my band member, my best friend, my drummer. We had played music for eight or nine years together. And so we'd formed a really great, strong bond. And he actually got in a car wreck and passed away unexpectedly. And so for me, at such a young age, this really just swept the rug out from underneath me and not to mention a lot of other things happened in 2016. My parents went through a divorce. Um, We cut ties with uh, my father just because toxic traits. So I ended a four-year relationship that was very serious. And so everything in my world had changed drastically and again to be at such a young age i felt like my friends at that time couldn't really sympathize or empathize with me now they wanted to don't get me wrong and it wasn't their fault but they hadn't experienced grief at that level at that age yet and they hadn't experienced loss at that age quite yet because we were too young mm-hmm. did we freeze again we did i don't know what happened okay <laughs> you knew so what was the last thing you heard on that
0: because y'all were you were so young, you yeah, did. Yeah, because
1: sure, I felt like uh, my friends really couldn't empathize or sympathize with me at that age because they hadn't experienced that grief or that loss that young, right? And so I could only share so much with them. I felt like my family was going through their own things. So I didn't want to be a burden to them. And so that is when really this "You're Not Alone" project bloomed for me. Um, I finally picked up the phone. I called a counselor because I was like, you know what, I'm eating perfect. I'm working out. I'm doing everything I can do to think of. And everything's perfect, except my mental health. I still don't feel like myself. And so she told me, you know what, write a song about how you feel during that dark time, during that isolated time. And so I I wrote a song called Watch the Walls. And that's where it all blossomed. I had people reach out left and right about how much they related to the song and this dark place that I was in. And so I thought I can do more than that. And so I put together a video and then it turned into this and that and these live streams. And now it's this big, um, it's, it's a huge project now that's turned into a podcast. And so we talk about areas under mental health every week ranging from bipolar to eating disorders to just coping strategies. And so for me, I do have days where I'm just not as happy as I was maybe the day before. And I think that's a big difference between days like that and days like losing your best friend and family and everything. And so for me, days where I just don't feel myself, I kind of feel like I'm in a funk the way I handle that. As I may wake up a little bit earlier, take 20 minutes without social media, drink a cup of coffee, sit outside, listen to Mother Nature. And days where it's dark and isolated and everything has changed and the world got ripped out from underneath me, that was a little bit more work, right? That Mm took more time. And like grief and loss, I think it's important to remember that it's cyclical. It's not just going to get better one day. It's going to be better one day. And then it's kind of bad one day and it's better one day. So for me, my advice to people would be to stick with it because some days are going to be bad. Some days are going to be good. The best decision I ever made was to go see a counselor and just get professional feedback. If anything, to tell me that, hey, it's okay to feel this way. And so I think I wanted to give feedback on both those because it's a good question, but there's a big difference between anxiety and, you know, that, that line of depression really. And then those days where we're just kind of in a funk, I would handle those two different ways, but yeah, they're both very valid.
0: That's a lot of loss at one time.
1: It was absolutely
0: an unusual amount of loss Townsend. Yeah. So, But you know, you've, you have made positive things out of this loss because you are helping other people. You want to share your podcast. I'd love for you to share the name of your podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I just started a podcast. Like I said, I started these live streams once a week where I just invited people to come on and share their story with me because I thought, and what's the point of a story if we don't share it, right? And so I was super excited of all the feedback I've gotten back. So then I turned them into YouTube videos and this podcast. So the podcast is called You're Not Alone with Townsend. And so you can click on there and it's brand new and I'm so excited to see where it goes. But yeah, like I said earlier, it's topics ranging from anything you can think of anxiety to eating disorders to addiction and awareness we did suicide prevention just a couple of weeks ago so it's really good
0: that is so helpful to so many people thank you for doing that
1: oh gosh it is my pleasure
0: well you have to be really brave to put yourself up on stage and be completely transparent and I feel like that that is what you have done and are doing and I would love, I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you like to sing a line or two from stay?
1: Oh gracious. <laughs> yeah, I can snag my guitar into it. To do it, can, is terrifying. Yeah,
0: what, I was gonna say you could sing acapello, but whatever. Yeah,
1: I don't think I could do that. Okay. Um yeah, I will say, I do want to say it's very vulnerable. It's almost when writing a song, it's almost like sharing your diary with the world. But I want to give props to all the people that are on my podcast and my live streams, because these are just, you know, normal people, a mom, a dad, a brother, a sister, and they're just hopping on this huge platform with all these followers and everything like that to share their story just to help one person out there. So I think that is so cool. So it is vulnerable for me, but high five to all the people that have shared their story. Like absolutely
0: so brave. So brave. And I was listening to Oprah give the speech to a Harvard commencement. I don't know. I think it was back in 2006 or it's been a while. But anyway, she was talking about how everyone, when she was on her show for 25 years, at the end of an interview, they would always say, how did I do? And she said, you know, presidents would ask me that. Beyonce even asked me that she said they would all lean over and whisper how did I do and so I just am envisioning these people who are sharing their heart and their soul and I think if I did that I would want to lean over and say hey Townsend
1: how did I do the the funny thing is they all do that afterwards as Either right before they call me freaking out because they're like, Oh my gosh, what if nobody listens? What if a lot of people listen? I'm like, It's okay, it's just a conversation. If one person tunes in and that's the person you change, it's worth it. And then when we're done and they see the feedback they've gotten, it's the same thing. Did I do okay? And I'm like, Yes, we had this many people tune in, and they'll be like, Is that good? Yes, (laughs) one is good. One is good. You just gotta, yeah, I love it. It's so innocent, and they're just. I love that we're on the same page they just want to change a life and let people know that they're not alone no matter what it is right absolutely
0: absolutely well I would love to hear if you're willing to
1: yes let me take the I guess I need to take these headphones off let me snag my guitar real quick I wasn't planning on it so
0: I know I've really put you on the spot towns and this is a surprise I just think that that everyone will love hearing this it's so beautiful
1: absolutely Absolutely. Thank you so much. Beautiful. All right. Don't do my Don't we'll stop Just Lay your hands on me first verse of it but yes I love it thanks for asking me to play I'm, I'm excited to share it with everybody well I couldn't pass up the
0: opportunity to hear you play it's like I have my own little concert I didn't have time to warm up so I hope it's okay it was beautiful it was beautiful and you were a good sport to do that
1: oh, absolutely anytime
0: on the spot well so what are your upcoming plans with music where are you performing where can we find
1: you Absolutely. So if people want to figure out where my um, next shows are and everything, I have a website. It's townsandteamusic.com. They can keep up with all my gigs, all my upcoming information. I do a lot of gigs in Arkansas, like we talked about earlier, but I'm actually planning to make trips out of state again coming 2022. I just got back from Virginia and Iowa, and so I'm going to make the rounds in 2022, and I'm super excited. I'll have to swing by close to where you are as well. We'll have to meet up. That would be too fun. Yes, come to Memphis. That would be too cool. Yeah, I plan on going to Tennessee. Uh, they actually want to do a little tour from Arkansas through Tennessee up to North Carolina. So maybe Memphis will be a pit stop.
0: That would be fantastic. Well, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today, and
1: It has truly been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. And like I said, it's nice to sit down with another Southern belle <laughs> and just chit chat. <laughs> I appreciate it. I feel like we need some sweet tea absolutely we need some sweet tea and, and,
0: and yes and some shrimp and grits girl now you're talking my language biscuits and shrimp and grits townsend <laughs> well now i'm hungry damn it
1: Well, you have the best afternoon and y'all go check out Townsend. Yes, please do. I would love it so much. And feel free to hop on my Instagram or my Facebook. It's Townsend Team Music. And that's where we do our live streams. You can hop on. You can comment uh, while we do it live, these interviews that I do. And then it turns into a podcast. So I love when people get on live, ask questions, offer support and love for these people sharing their stories. So yeah, it's a good time. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Absolutely. Thank
0: you. Take care. The real estate market is strong and rates are super low. I'd love to help you find the perfect new home for your family. I was raised in the mid-south and have lifeline contacts in the 901. Give me a call. Shauna Hearn, Keller Williams Realty, 901-849-3848.